Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Justin Wells. Uh, Rapid Reactions, sponsored each and every week by Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Justin, let's get right to it. Uh, The Longhorns looked lethargic early in this contest. Uh, Texas winning last night 31-10 over Wyoming, Uh, but it was far from a pretty sight. There were uh, definitely some learning moments. Uh, There was some tension in the crowd amidst all the, the LED light displays. Uh, but the Longhorns do emerge victorious uh, with a 21-point win. You know, it's it's tough to tough to bemoan a 21-point win, and there were some positives and negatives coming out of this. We're going to go over those uh, on rapid reactions in here in a minute. But I want to get first your immediate reactions uh, from this win, Justin. I think this is a win. I think this is a game that reminds people that college football needs to be paid attention to on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis. And I think, I think we saw all of what happened in college football yesterday. I mean, it felt like every top 10, top 20 team that played had some sort of issue, all the way from Georgia to, 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 to Arkansas. That's not losing to BYU. So a lot of stuff can happen. Texas has to be prepared for, for, for the unexpected every Saturday because that's exactly what they're going to get. To me, the biggest takeaway is the defense. I felt like, you know, they, they, it looked like a battle and it was, you know, don't get it twisted. Wyoming played well. We, we expected them to play a solid defensive game and they did for the most part, you know, obviously from the fourth quarter on, that's when, when Texas kind of showed their colors. What's funny is Texas won by double digits again. That's what, that's the third time in a row that they've done that. And, and, and like I said, it, it, Wyoming played a good game. That's a solid football team with a backup quarterback. But after that big 62-yard run in the first quarter, Texas only gave up that, – that, that defense gave up 2.5 yards per, per rush, 3.5 yards per play. I mean, they played incredible, Bobby. And I think that's what we're going to learn about this team. Their defense is going to have to carry them every so often because the offense is going to be explosive. But we're not at the stage where they're consistent yet. And somebody had asked us in the thread last night about, you know, what would you, what are you looking for? And I'm like, they need a consistent rushing attack. Baxter not being there, actually, I think. Now, listen, Jonathan Brooks was great. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from that. You know, 164 yards rushing, that 61 yard run was huge. But this offense is going to be inconsistent, Bobby. Right now, it's, it, we don't know what, what you're going to get Saturday from Saturday. The defense is what's the thing, is the calling card right now. And until this offense gets, on a consistent basis, the defense to me is going to be the one that carries them. I think Wyoming's a good team, Bobby. I was I wasn't that surprised, but at the same point, it, it took a while for Texas to really get it in gear. And even Quinn Ewers and Xavier Worthy said as much after the game. Yeah, my my take on it is uh, Steve Sarkeesian came to the podium in post game and said essentially, Justin, that hey, this is the second time in three games that their defense, the opposing defense, is doing something we didn't necessarily expect. Um, and that that's a big marker, in my opinion, because it means other teams are paying attention to you. You're going to get their best shot. They've been planning for you all offseason. Uh, they'll know a little bit more how teams are going to defend them uh, in conference play. At the same time, uh, I, I tell you what, Texas has to be ready, and they do have to create that consistency. Uh, a couple of things that, that I thought were interesting, you mentioned Jonathan Brooks. Uh, one of the big things, and I, it, this is one of my bigger takeaways from, from this game, and I want to talk about the positives first year, playmakers for Texas and the variety of them that stood out and came to play when the when the, the moment called for it. 
Xavier Worthy in that big touchdown uh, in the in the fourth quarter. That was electric. Uh, he he literally took that game and said, "Okay, you know, th- let's go." Uh, that, that was Xavier using his turbo boosters. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Baron Sorrell sack. Hadn't really heard much from Baron Sorrell. All of a sudden, he shows up. Jaron Thompson's pick six. Jade Barron's multiple stops on third down. Just tremendous. Keaton Crawford on, on the uh, punchback near the end zone. Um, there were a lot of guys that made winning play. Oh, Jonathan Brooks. You just mentioned him. That was the other one I wrote down. A lot of guys. It wasn't a Quinn Ewers-focused team. It wasn't a one guy or another guy. Yeah. When it got winning time, several guys uh, stood up and were accounted for. And I think that 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 is a team, a mark of a team that has the depth to be good long-term because you can't always depend on just one player. That, that, that hurts it. Now there's negatives to that too. You didn't get what you wanted from the quarterback and the offense overall. Yes. Right. Uh, But what, what do you think about those playmakers stepping up like they did and the fact that thus far this year, it's been a variety of them. And it hasn't always been just one. When you had this many toys, I mean, Sarks put these guys together. We, we've seen each year they've added a, do, a new t- a new player, a new component. You know, Adnai Mitchell was the big ad, I think, this year. And, and you know, we didn't see a, a lot from him on Saturday. But what we did see was – because we've seen him in the first two games. It was Worthy's turn. It was Jonathan Brooks' turn to step up to the podium, really. And with Baxter being out, Brooks was given that opportunity. And that's where we're seeing some separation in some in some aspects. Not so much at the position, like running back, but what we're seeing is different guys, like you said, at, at different moments. It can't all be one guy. Jaron Thompson has the worst memory of any <laughs> And that's the best thing you can ask for. That pick six was at such a good moment, a timely moment. You know, he, 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 Anthony Hill shot the wrong gap on that, on that long run, but, 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 but to start the game. And so Thompson had a little redemption song going. He had, he had a little of that there. I noticed Jaylee Catalan's on a pitch count. I, I feel like we're seeing more and more of Keaton Crawford. And then when we do see Catalan, he, he kind of does make an impact. So he's there making plays. Um, special teams, Ryan Sanborn. I'm not going to mention it. Nobody's mentioned it, but the guy was actually, if you look at this game, special teams was a sneaky positive because they the, they made sure Wyoming had to go a field. It, there was no short fields in, in, in that regard. And so I think Sam Warren's a guy that, that, that deserves a little bit of that credit. Jeff Banks, Joe DiCamillis as well. Yeah, that that's they've had different guys step up and do different things. Bobby, we're a quarter of the way through the season now. and And at the end of the day, not everyone's going to be nice and pretty and wrapped in a bow, but you're 3-0 for the first time since 2012, and I guarantee you there's some sore people on both sides of the field this year, this this morning. That was a that was a, that was a fist fight for a while. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll add another name to the list. Savion Red. Oh! Two, two uh, first down conversions in Simply key moments. Red. First time we've seen him this year. That was, that was great to see uh, as well. Uh, you list all these guys, and, and what I'm trying to say here is this is where depth of talent comes up. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is what separates you from a lot of other teams around the around the conference. Texas is going to need more from its offense and more from its quarterback and receivers going forward, but the pieces are in place right now. Uh, Texas heads to Baylor next week at 6.30 p.m. 
uh, on the Brazos. Uh, so we'll we'll be waiting for that to start conference play. Let's go over a couple of more of the positives. I mentioned the playmakers. Win the win itself is clearly the biggest positive. Uh, they they lose this game uh, like I don't know Tennessee lost to Florida. There is a number of different games out there. Boston College almost upset Florida State. Uh, Iowa State lost to Ohio yesterday. Um, there are a number of teams out there that are waking up unhappy this morning. Texas fans may be disgruntled, but I don't necessarily think they're unhappy about being three and out. You can't. You can't be. I mean, the, the the emotional toll of the Alabama game. Listen, you can talk, have as many players only meetings as you want. At the end of the day, kids, you're going to have a crash. That that was inevitable, and I think Sark said as much. You 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 knew you were going to have some sort of you were going to come over some sort of hurdle, and that's what they've done. I mean. Listen, not many teams in the country are 3-0, and Bobby, believe it or not. Not a lot of people in this state even understand what undefeated looks like a quarter of the way into the season. And so Texas fans got to, you know, that's that's what you wanted. You want to go into the Big 12 play, playing some young guys, playing some youth. I'm sure some of the other younger guys wanted to get on the field. I know the last drive for Wyoming, it was mostly all second teamers for the most part on the defense. And I think – Sark wanted those guys to kind of have to fight because Wyoming was trying to score late. And so I like that those guys were predominantly, you know, younger guys. I think that was a positive. I think those, those guys kind of played, played well as played well too. And so um, this, you just be thankful for the W's. They're not all pretty. They're not all sexy and they don't all come with a, a, a bow on them, but you take them like you get, you can get them. And listen, Baylor's in a position right now where they have nothing to lose. There is a lot of lot of downtrodden people, Baylor fans, at, coming out of Waco right now. This is the wrong time to let a Baylor to let anything happen in in this sort of because Texas definitely has a, has a much better roster. But listen, Big Twelve play. If anything showed us something last night, this conference. Listen, it's going to take a week to week battle. It's going to take it Saturday to Saturday. It's so it's such a cliche to say that, but man, I have this is such a <laughs> crazy conference. Uh, Oklahoma right now, I think is kind of your, your your foe. That's going to be that might be the, your other better team. Kansas State losing to Missouri in such a crazy way. Um, <laughs> you, you know, TCU beating Houston. I think that was the only actual Big Twelve game with, with TCU beating Houston. This conference, Bobby, you just can't sleep. And I think Sark and those guys kind of – I think they, they, they kind of proved their point when they watched that videos today. They're going to talk about, listen, this is what we warned you about, and yet it still happened. Listen, and, and, and Quinn Ewers is a work in progress. We saw the great side of it in Tuscaloosa. We need to talk about the other side, and that's not stepping in the throws because he can flick it like anybody I've seen. But if he's not going to step in the throws, that interception – <laughs> that interception streak is about to come to an end. He almost got bit a few times as well. I think he missed his tight end on a couple different plays. So there's some things to to tweak as well. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there, there are, and we need to talk about those, quote, areas of concern. Uh, I want to add one last thing as a positive. Consistency on defense. Oh. Um, they came to play the whole game. You mentioned that earlier, uh, Justin, and I completely agree. Defense travels. We've been saying it all week. And that means at home too. Uh, they they keep you in games when your offense may be struggling. 
All right, before we get to the, the, the areas of concern, I want to say thank you uh, to our sponsor. That's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans for decades now. Uh, give him a call at 512-280-0800 or visit him at LoweyLawFirm.com. Uh, if you've been injured in a car wreck, uh, on the job, uh, any kind of catastrophic injury, and you think you may be uh, due compensation, give Adam a call. He'll give you a free consultation, absolutely free, LoweyLawFirm.com or 512-280-0800. We appreciate him for his ongoing sponsorship of the show. Areas of concern, Justin, what were your first one? What's your first one that comes out of your, out of your brain uh, this morning? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Passing game is inconsistent. Yep. And Sark, Sark's not gonna like that. That 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 can't be the, the norm. It's gonna have to be short up. There's gonna be and and I understand they're they're trying they they went through conference play relatively injury free. I know there's a few few guys that, that got that are that are hurt that are dinged up, uh, you know, by Cole Hudson, Chris Ross, guys like that. But ultimately they got through conference, they got to get to conference play relatively healthy. They've got to get consistent in the passing game, getting vertical. Ewers has to get more consistent. Listen, I, it wasn't just, you know, missing a few calls and plays. Like, he had bad passes even when guys made catches. Adnan Mitchell had a catch that was a better catch than it was a throw. Jontae Cook had one that was a drop that, that could have been thrown better. Uh, Xavier had one on a third down cross that it, it was that play was bad from the get-go, and, and Ewers made it worse. Um Bobby, they're going to have to get consistent play at the quarterback. Listen, he didn't turn the ball over, so we're picking some nits. I get it. And from from the exploits that we saw in Tuscaloosa, I think we kind of expected that from the guy with the second-best Heisman odds. Yeah, I I tell you what. You've seen this, Bobby. Quinn gets a little lazy. He gets a little sloppy in his footwork. And when he doesn't, there's not as much snap in your wrist. There's not as much pop in the ball. And that ball that gets there in 1.5 seconds, all of a sudden is getting there in 2.2 seconds. And that sometimes is the difference. We need consistent play on the quarterback. Needs to be better. I'm I'm a little concerned about his internal clock. Uh, And what I mean by that is I think he's – I don't know if he's seeing ghosts or just saying, okay, i got to get rid of it right now and not step into the throw. The overthrow of Xavier Worthy when Worthy was literally open by 10 yards within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage, he had gotten behind the d- defenders and it was, yeah. a t- it would have been, it was, came right after that Jonte Cook uh, drop. That was the worst throw I think I've seen Quinn Ewers make in a long, long time. Um, it wasn't anywhere close. 
And he did it, and he could have easily stepped into the throw. Instead, he tried to uh, half-arm it and, you know, st- make the throw standing still instead of uh, running into it. I just feel like he's 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 a work in progress, yes. uh, and that's that's the reality of it. I also think that he, he was a little flummoxed uh, by the situation. I mean, it was a tight game in the third and fourth quarter, and until Texas really got on top, I don't think Quinn Ewers felt comfortable. Uh, he was a little, uh, he was a little edgy. It just felt like, and yeah. that, that, uh, that's what, that's what happens. And when your quarterback's not feeling great, you're going, you're going to have problems. All right. So other areas of concern though, I mean, we could, we could dissect uh, no, no, uh, no. Ewers all day. Other areas of concern, offensive production overall fits into that Quinn Ewers category. I think um, what I really would, would worry about, I thought Texas for the second consecutive week got exposed a little bit about with speed at safety. Um, Jaron Thompson and Ryan Watts, even at corner, Ryan Watts had had the angle on that running back. So did Jaron Thompson, and neither one of them could catch him uh, on that long TD run. I, I tell you what, Jaron Thompson got beat deep against uh, Alabama as well. That that's. As good as Jarris Thompson played, Jaron Thompson made that big pick six in, in the fir- in the fourth quarter. He's got some some uh, wheels wheels issues back there that could be exposed against other teams. And Jaron's a smart guy, and so a lot Very. of times he uses angles and anticipation of plays, and that's why he's always in a good spot. And and and, and that's this is why we saw a Keaton Crawford move to safety. This is why we saw him go into to Louisiana and get a Derek Williams, who actually came in and, and made a couple plays late in the fourth quarter. But yeah, we're not gonna. This isn't gonna be just you know Quinn can do better. There, there's some there's some shoring up in some different spots. Uh, I'll even I'll even you know go as far as saying you know the, the interior offensive line played well, but there, there was a few there was a few whiffs there as well. Um, safety, listen. You know what you get in Jaron and Jalen Catalan. You just know what you get. These are athletic kids, but these aren't guys that are that are just speed guys. And and so with Jaron, that's why you love the fact that he has a bad memory because he because he he has been burned a few times and he's come back and made up for it. But man, you gotta <laughs> you gotta really hope that that they're doing more than learning on the field at the moment. Um, you know, Anthony Hill showed that he's still a pup. Yeah. I mean, Early, yeah. on that t- on on a, on a couple occasions, he shot the wrong app. Uh, he was a little lost, but that's stuff you can fix. Hey, move from here to here. That those are those are easy fixes. But still, I, I felt like that was something that a little more reality. Um, and, and then it took a while for Texas to get a pass rush. It took a while for them to actually get a rush. I felt like I almost felt like they were spoiled against Alabama because they were getting pressure with a three and a four man front. Whereas Wyoming, they were almost having to create pressure to get to him. But, you know, that I, I keep tipping my cap to those guys because I think they're better than people think. I think they're a really, really solid bunch that's going to – they came in and hit Texas in the mouth. Now, Texas responded, but we saw the holes. We saw we saw areas that, that could be improved. Quarterback play, safety, a little more athleticism and safety play, uh, gap situations – Thank goodness for the D line. The D line is going to be the cornerstone of the program and of this of this year. 
and they're going to carry this team whenever they're inconsistent in other areas. The the last thing I had for an area of concern, and, and this is rapid reactions with Justin Wells of Inside Texas. I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, the, the last area of concern I really had, Justin, were the long drives that Wyoming was able to put together, just piecemealing the ball down the field. They may have had one or two five to ten yard carries or five to ten yard passes, but they still strung together three or four plays in a row to move the chains. Another three plays move the chains. They did a good job of that. Uh, given the new time rules, it is shortening games, period. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that that uh, that's necessarily what Texas wants. Uh, Wyoming, I believe, uh, finished. Yeah, Wyoming, Wyoming. I know <laughs> Wyoming only finished. Here's a, here's a, a fair stat. Wyoming only finished four of, I think it was four of 14 on third downs. Yeah. Um, and so they weren't exactly prolific, but. Uh, the I yardage is very similar, Bobby. I think Texas was what, like 310, 313 total. Wyoming was what, 293, 295. That is a takeaway to me. The yardage was damn near identical. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what I'm getting at there, though, is Texas needs to find a way to get off the field. Um, and, you know, you are at the um, at some level, if the team can run on you on first down and, and nick away at you, you are at their uh, you're you're at their mercy, basically. Right. Yeah. And so Texas has to find a way to get more disruptive earlier in games, I think, as opposed to let their defense get worn on like they did. Uh, that felt too much like last year's early defense and 2021's defense overall to me. I'm just going to put that out there. That simil Those similarities were too close um, to feel good about it. That being said, the defense was the star of the game. They only gave up three points after that big long run on the very first possession of the game. So I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying they're one way or right. the other. Uh, hey, uh, Justin, I want to say thanks one more time to our, our sponsor. That's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, he's been helping injured Texans for decades. If you have been in a wreck or injured on the job and want a free consultation, uh, give Adam a call at 512-280-0800 or visit him at LowyLawFirm.com. Justin, Longhorns now 3-0 going into conference play. Uh, let, let's get your immediate reactions on this because – I asked Jerry and um, Rod Babers last night about it. You and you mentioned it. Texas is now three and zero for the first time since 2012. Ninety nine percent of intelligent football people did not think Texas was going to be three and zero, given that they had Alabama in Bryant Denny on their schedule. They've clearly, from a from a this team has clearly, from a record standpoint, out produced what many thought they would most people thought they'd be two and one heading into conference play that gives them something more to play for but it also puts more pressure on them sometimes once you get the first loss out of the way you start playing a little more freely if that makes sense because you realize you have to really let it go to go win games how do you take texas going into conference play right now are, are they ready to go uh, are there things that they really need to shore up or things that concern you uh, after seeing them last night against Wyoming. It, it's, it's it's like you said earlier, it's a work in progress. And there's certain areas that are that are going to flash. And there's certain areas that, 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 that it's going to take a little bit more development. It's going to take a little bit more experience. Quinn, like I'm telling you, like this video session for Quinn is going to be better than what we saw against Alabama because Sark's 
found some key components to, to sort of to fix. And, and that's, that's part of his job. That's what they're doing there in that developmental stage. So that's kind of part of it. I, I you know, I, I think you're going to, I think they want to be more consistent running the ball. I think CJ Baxter gives them that. I mean, look at his usage early in the Alabama game. I felt like if he's healthy, that's kind of the guy they want to lean on. He had a couple bursts in his first game as well. They like to kind of take some of that off of Quinn. I, I will say this. Cedric Baxter, the one thing that he could do early that maybe Jonathan Brooks can't is they're more likely to be able to impose a physical running game early in the contest with Cedric Baxter, whereas you can't really do that with Jonathan Brooks as well. He's yeah. not quite that kind of lean-on-you type of runner. He's a terrific runner. He's just not that guy that's going to go, you know, right through you uh, right. or lean on you and lean forward, hit you, and then move you forward two yards for, for another uh, first down. All right, uh, Justin, that'll do it for this morning's Rapid Reactions. We've got more stuff coming today. Jerry Hamilton and I are going to do some grades. There's all kinds of content on Inside Texas right now. Uh, make sure you check out Inside Texas if you get a chance. Uh, there's a special going on, uh, two months for $1, two months for $1 early in the season. I think we're going to do that maybe until Texas loses a game. That may be the, that may be the game that may, I, I yep. got to talk to Eric about it. Everyone wins. <laughs> Everyone wins. That's right. As long as the Longhorns win. All right. Hey, Justin, we appreciate you, man. Uh, get back to it. I know you got a lot of work to do today as well. Uh, for Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been Rapid Reactions. Uh, brought to you by the folks over at the Lowy Law Firm. Have a good one.